Hello everybody, and welcome to Bruvagoon, your weekly dose of bicycle, bicycle people, and bicycle stories, together with you, Stefano, aka Calamaro, every single Tuesday. Did you share the episode with your friends, with your bakery boy, with your bakery girl, with your mechanic, bicycle mechanic, with your beer keeper? You have to do it. You have to do it because there's nothing better than share broom wagoon with your friends or with the people that you care of or people that cares about bicycle. How to do it? Go on Apple Podcasts, write broom wagoon or for the fancy ones, broom wagon. And you will find my episode. Then you have just to push that small square with the arrow going on top and share it with all the world in the social media. You can do the same thing with Spreaker. You're gonna link on sh- you're gonna go, sorry, to Spreaker.com slash listen calamaro, click on share and share it in your social media. It's gonna be the perfect thing. And you're gonna have 15 years of super nice sex every day, three times a day. It's a good one, right? Also free coffee if you want. If you are doing it, send me a message and I'm gonna give you a free coffee after all that sex, you know. That's Stefan, as I was saying, you can find me all the time on my contacts. Hello, ha ho. Hello at calamaro.cc. That's my email. Or instagram.com slash calamaro.cc. My Instagram account. Or twitter.com slash read calamaro. That's my Twitter account. Facebook.com slash calamaro.cc. Click, 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 and click like it for that. Thanks a lot to Isador. Thanks a lot to Wahoo. I've seen that Tingo is in Atlanta. Super good time for you, man. And yeah, nothing else to say. If not, today is a great episode, like all the episodes that is coming are coming out from my computer. You know that the kind of subtitle, second headline, payoff. Headline. Payoff. Payoff of this podcast at the beginning was how to train for climbing while living in a flat city like Berlinis. And you also know that the goal of my season is going to be the Holy Week, the week that I will spend together with my friend Donato, with my uh, wannabe, nah, my future best friend Simon or super good friend Simon. I've never met him, but I think we're going to be super cool together, even though I'm going to see him just at the beginning and at the end of every ride. And with Luciano Spillo, my friend, climbing the all Alps in one week. So he's climbing the top topic of this podcast. So why don't interview people that are running an amazing business of prints or accessories or everything about climbs? Yes, I'm talking about a band of climbers. And I will talk with Stuart in one second. I think it was completely in target and in topic, the interview that I will do today. You know that the topic of my podcast is how to train in Berlin for climbing mountains. You know that my passion is climbing mountains and who best to interview than Stuart for Band of Climbers. Hi, Stuart. How are you doing? I'm very good, Stefano. Thanks for having me. It's really, really, really a pleasure, really. As I was saying, I'm following your uh, social media account since uh, Instagram mostly, since a lot of time. 
and I've always seen your amazing picture of climbs apart from your products and your prints and your picture that I've seen there. Actually, just let me kick off this one. I really love the picture that you have in your portfolio of Vaut Van Arts after the um, Strade Bianche this year. Yeah, it's really an amazing one. It's yeah. I mean, uh, full credit to, to Chris Chris Old, the uh, the photographer, for being. Uh, he seems to have a a good knack of being there uh, at the right time in the right place. Uh, so we do we do a lot of work with Chris. Uh, I think he's, he's team BMC's uh, chosen photographer for this season. Uh, and uh, yeah, that was a that was an amazing shot. I know he had a um, a hard time just getting to the event because of the snow that was around, especially in the UK. I think he. He tried, tried to fly out of about three different airports that weekend to try and get to the event, but it was worth it. You know, that, that shot of, of Wout van Aert was incredible. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really, really wonderful. And uh, yeah, tell us more about you, Stuart. Okay, so yeah, uh, I'm Stuart. I run Band of Climbers. Uh, I set up the business a couple of, couple of years ago. Um, uh, in my spare time, obviously, I, I, I'm a cyclist. Uh, I've cycled now for around about you know, 15 years, all on road. Uh, the whole sort of mountain biking off-road side doesn't doesn't really interest me at all. I'm, I'm very much about the road, about climbing, about going up. Um, you know, very much inspired by the, the kind of the ancient riders, if you like, the Antikils, etc., of the world and, and the stories of, you know, the, the old times and um, how they used to, you know, carry inner tubes around the necks and things like that. And, uh, yeah. Just the history of the sport is something I'm really interested in. Um, so my background is is in kind of marketing and e-commerce and a bit of design. So I thought, what better way to kind of combine all three uh, kind of areas that I'm interested in and, and kind of start Band of Climbers. And it started completely kind of almost by accident. You know, I just wanted to combine some things and uh, that I was interested in. And it's, uh, it, it kind of grew from you know, four orders in the first week that I launched the business up to what it's doing now. And it's become, you know, a full-time job for, for myself and a couple of colleagues with me as well. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's all going really well. No. Yeah. It's, I think that your business is kind of inspiration to all. I don't want to talk to about all of us, but for sure, for me, <laughs> start putting together one profession, one passion, and one inspiration, and put everything together and do it. You know, I'm, I'm more or less in the same thing, in the same uh, let's say field. I work in e-commerce and marketing, and online marketing is it has been all my career in the last ten years. Plus, cycling is my is really my thing is really my all my passion in total yeah. and uh, then you know inspiration to do something that can combine everything and uh, w take out you know make your passion a job your passions a job is an amazing thing uh, my all my friends that i ride with you know they all say oh you're living the dream now you get to do this full time and they're absolutely right um really fortunate through through instagram really and through facebook as well we've you know, we've built up a really kind of engaged um, audience on, on Instagram and we absolutely love it. Um, you know, we share the, the social media duties here and, um, you know, it, it what, what became a, a kind of story of us trying to find content to, to post on Instagram. Quite a lot of the images that we use aren't, aren't ours. We haven't taken them, but it's our kind of, I guess, followers that tag us in their shots and we're only too happy to repost those because 
these are the guys that are out there riding these climbs day in, day out, and we can't ride every climb in the world every day. So we, uh, we're we really fortunate that we've got a really engaged Instagram following, and uh, we absolutely love inter- interacting on there as well. For sure, I'm going to do the same. As everybody knows here, I'm going to do Maratona and uh, eat up the tour. In the meanwhile, I'm going to climb the Alps there. Stelvio, for sure, I've seen a lot of pictures of Stelvio in your social medias. Yeah. And yeah. Mortirolo and Gavia yeah. in the meanwhile. And also Colle delle Fineste, for sure. The one that you were taking picture of during the Giro d'Italia. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I for sure will engage for you. I will send you some stuff, some pic- some uh, yeah, some shooting, some pics that I'm going to do around. Excellent. Great. We were talking about cycling then. Which kind of cyclist do you think you are? How would you define yourself cycling-wise? Uh, very much uh, an aspirational uh, grimper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so my my own background, I used to be, coming out of university, I was, uh, I was a big old guy. I was 145 kilos. Um, and uh, I took up cycling. It was a, a, one of my was actually the best man at my wedding got me into cycling he's uh he's a, a fairly serious racer and he kind of he said you know let, let's start cycling together and uh bought a mountain bike hated it instantly um bought a road bike and r- r- firstly found that's what i that's what i like to do and uh effectively dropped something like um 20 kilos in the space of a few months just by just by riding the bike Wow. Um, and uh, found quite quickly, although that I was never quick at going uphill, um, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the, the kind of the suffering, you know, that's what I refer to quite a lot. Um, and it doesn't matter how heavy you are or how light you are, let's be honest, climbing hurts. Uh, and that's kind of cycling became a, at first just a hobby and a, and a kind of weight loss um, kind of goal for me. And then it quickly became much more in, into being something that I really love to do and fell in love with the sport. Um, but very much um, recreational. Uh, I don't don't race to any any decent level. Uh, I've raced a bit of cyclocross. Uh, that's that's as off road as I get. Um, would like to do more in terms of racing, but it's just finding the time. Yeah, I can understand. But you ride quite often, right? Oh yeah, sure. We, I mean, as a as a as a group, we we ride three four times a week as a minimum. Um, we absolutely have to ride. It's what we do. It's what we love to do. Uh, and as of all things, you know, you you, you start. You start, um, you start riding. Um, if you, sorry, if you stop riding, you stop. You stop doing what you love, and you, you, your ideas and all that sort of stuff stop. So, as a team, we ride um, as often as we can, but as a minimum, at least three days a week. Okay, yeah, great. And which bicycle are you riding usually? Uh, at the moment, uh, I'm on a, an Obea Orca. Okay, lovely. I really like it. Yeah, it's not nothing too too extravagant. Uh, uh, what's it carbon uh ultegra spec um it's it's a nice bike it's comfortable um i've also got a, a couple of kind of off-road or cyclocross bikes as well with um, with hydraulic discs the the obea has the uh, has the rim brakes i'm still a fan of rim, rim, rim brakes i'll be honest um but yeah it's uh, it's a nice bike and usually where you're at which one is the playground that where you are riding on uh so for us we are in the northeast of england uh so we have uh well we have a, a wealth of hills up here we have northumberland which um isn't the, the the hilliest part of the country but there are some good testing climbs and then just south of us we have the north pennines which is um uh savage to be fair um okay it's uh short steep climbs um as well as we we have the uh, the highest climb in england which is a uh, great dunfell 
Um, it's something like seven and a half kilometers at nine percent, which for the UK is it's something. It's quite something. It's quite something. It's it's hits twenty five percent in parts, so that's a good old test of the legs. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you said that you are also you have a passion for cyclocross. Are you also following it around like you did with Giro d'Italia, or no? But that's definitely the plan. We do want to do a lot more in terms of cyclocross. Uh, so definitely watch this space for this winter time. Uh, I know it's the season's just started in Australia. We've got a lot of um, followers and and accounts that we follow on Instagram who are just starting to get into the cyclocross season over there. So uh, we we always like to kind of see that as the warm up. Uh, we'll probably do a little bit of summer cross racing here. Uh, okay. Some of us might well dip into the race scene as, as well in the winter. Okay. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. So uh, going back to the band of climbers, uh, business and group of friends and family business that is going around. Uh, which one were the original? Because um, just to put everything in a context, let's say uh, you are selling prints and. Uh, pictures and photos and then small accessories like mugs and t-shirts and whatever which one was the initial idea uh so the, well the first print we ever designed was our ride like a belgian print amazing one <laughs> yeah it's do you know it's the simplest piece of design anyone will ever see um but it just connects with people i think um we're big fans of the classics you know the monuments the flanders paris roubaix etc uh, mm-hmm. and that was the first print you know, we ever designed. Um, it was a fairly simple design. We knew exactly what we wanted. Uh, and we kind of, we launched the business on uh, on Etsy, the marketplace. Yeah. And genuinely did not know who would connect with us, what would happen. Uh, and I think we sold four of those pretty much all to the US in the first week. And at that point, we realized that, yeah, you know what? People like this. There's a, there's a, there's a market for it. Um, and so we expanded the range. We're, we're, we're big fans of of type and, and typography that's if anybody follows this you'll know everything we do is is near enough kind of text-based we're not really illustrators you know in terms of arts and shapes and things like that we're very much uh typography based and that's always been you know certainly my passion in terms of design uh, and the history of the sport and the climbs really allow us to kind of play with those from a design point of view um and more than anything else all we all we've ever wanted to do um is design things that we like and that we're inspired by uh and we just love the fact that so many other people across the world uh are are clearly inspired by the same things actually if i can tell you which print is the one that i prefer the most if i can tell you okay it's cyclocross beer free beer sorry frit mayonnaise and mud this one is my favorite one yeah it's uh it's 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 fun and it's it's the only i think it's the only non road specific print that we do as well uh, yeah we, we do we do every now and again get um some some friendly um conversation on on uh, on instagram that it's not it should be in belgian with you know cyclocross being a belgian sport but you know we we, we designed it very much thinking we had a british audience at the time um, yeah and we sell you know we, we we export orders to around about 60 countries now um and i think uh we, we may well do a belgian one this winter but so watch this space amazing yeah you know why i really like this one because probably in this one more than in some others even though the spirit is quite it's quite shared over there is that here really 
means really shows that there's a passion for cycling, not from competi- not for competition, not for being the best, but just to enjoy the moment. Oh. It's an hour in hell for sure, but there is also some beer, some uh, cheap fries, and uh, you know, a mud for sure. The suffering part, and really can you can breathe the spirit of yeah cool this is really a passion for cycling not a passion for competition oh completely and uh you know one of the first things we do whenever we go to belgium is get some fruits and meal you know you just have to it's i think it's the law so uh, it is it is uh, and they are so good over there as well so yeah just to give you my personal opinion there and it's the one i think i've done a couple of presents to my friend we exactly with that one because uh, today I was going to this friend of mine, the first one that I've given him. I gave him uh, this one as a present. He has a bicycle shop here in Berlin. And he said, yeah, you see, I put that there so everybody can see it because this is the speed that also in this shop we are sharing. Uh, that's amazing. Fantastic. Well, tell him to uh, tag us on uh, on Instagram and we'll give it a share as well. Amazing. I will see him. Look, if you listen to us, you know what to do now, right? <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that really... Um, impress me in your works that I can see in your website or whatever is the t-shirt panache tell me more about it yeah it's um it's one where you know I think it, it summarizes kind of everything that we that we like um you know if we if we had to put in an equation I would say uh, something like su- the element of surprise um multiply that by style in terms of you know the way you ride the way you attack uh and times that by uh by some suffering as well because uh, mm-hmm. um, alone on the front uh you'd probably get panache uh as, as we would refer to it um it just kind of summarizes everything that we like um and you know i i know what the probably historical meaning is but that's that's the way we look at it and um it's just a bit of fun as well in everything that we do you know we don't take ourselves too seriously um we like to have we like to have fun we like to ride we like to you know drink coffee have beers after rides and um if we can do all of that with a bit of style then all the better yeah yeah yeah. i thought that was also referred to the drink that usually cyclists have you know the i think that in german here is radla and then it's panache in france that is the mix between uh, lemonade and beer Oh, okay, I did, you know, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's something that, you know, it has a different name where you go in uh, here by in Europe and uh, it's kind of this mix. Uh, so uh, just a um, small story short for you, for my audience. So the name here in Germany of this mix is Radla. So this means cyclist, actually. And uh, the point is that usually there was this guy that had a bar on top of a climb and he was there selling beers as usual to a couple of customers. And then it looks like at a certain point he has seen a huge bunch of cyclists coming over to the bar at the end of the climb because they were, you know, they finished the climb and they were really thirsty. So he was scared that he would empty up all the uh, scored all the um, the warehouse of beers that he got so he decided to mix it together with lemonade ah. and then that's why radler and everybody loved it and that's why radler now is kind of the typical drink after ride <laughs> and panache is the same thing but in french ah i i did not know that we we would call that a shandy where we are. Ah, okay. Oh, so you see everybody, and you drink it after ride or, or while riding, maybe? Uh, no, we wouldn't. Uh, we would usually, have, well, we, we might have one uh, post ride, uh, uh-huh. but uh, pre ride is, is all about the coffee. All about mm. the coffee. Makes sense. Makes sense. 
And yeah, and tell me more on the other side, on your experience that you got at the Giro d'Italia. It was the first time for you following it or? Yeah, it was the first time following it uh, in that capacity. So for those that don't follow us on Instagram, we were with uh, photographer Chris Old. Um, he was obviously covering the race, uh, both from a press point of view and for Team BMC. Um, obviously, we are, we are very fortunate that we can offer Chris's work as, as cycling prints. Um, and we we were invited along by Chris, uh, so first time you know being part of the kind of the press scene, I guess, and uh, you know we were helping Chris out, you know, in terms of photography, etc., as well. And it was just a phenomenal experience. It really was. Um, you know, the race itself was was um, super super exciting. Uh, the race changing leads what three four times in the last couple of weeks. Um, we were there from stage 14 on the Zonkalan through to Rome. Wow. And it was just, you know, it, you know, from, for anybody who hasn't worked kind of in the sport and, and, you know, this is the first time for us, it was, it was hard work. You know, you do an awful lot of driving, an awful lot of travel. Um, and, but what you get in return was just, you know, access to incredible towns, incredible villages, obviously access to the riders, to the teams, um, and just being able to see, so close the the kind of the strength and power of these guys on these climbs is just unbelievable it's really inspiring yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah and are we gonna see some picture of chris in uh, your web store soon or yeah we do we have it live now so i think we've we've chosen you know chris probably took god knows how many thousands of prints uh of, sorry of photos on uh on his on his trip there we've carefully sifted through and chosen 12 images uh, that there's prints in a couple of size options um two of those are from the finestra which probably tells its own story about how much we like that climb um but we actually shot that the morning after the race so we want to have um a crystal clear morning sky bright sunshine uh we wanted to make that away from the race so we went up at 7am the morning after chris Froome famously kind of went on his 80 kilometer solo attack uh and uh, took some photos uh it was something like five degrees up there very very cold um but what we got was some beautiful beautiful photos yeah i've seen it here right and uh so yeah the other 10 images are uh, a mix of climbing shots there's a, a fantastic shot he took in the time trial uh, of a um, Bora Hansgrohe rider which uh, has been kind of likened to the alien film a little bit because it's so dark but it's it's a stunning photograph as well uh, and the, the you know the response we've had to them is is phenomenal yeah I'm here in front of the picture of Chris right now I can see Froome attacks on the Zonkolan it's also a stunning one really really amazing yeah it's really an amazing one i can see here he's looking behind yeah. there's an alfa romeo logo on top of it wow that's it well what you can see in that picture as well in, in one one of the reasons why we chose that image is yes it's the zonkalan it was one of the highlights of the race but also that was the moment you'll, you can see on the right hand side simon yates in the in the maglia rosa so that was the point where he attacked simon yates uh we yeah. went on to win that stage but obviously that would then filter out to be and Uh, winning the whole Giro as well. So it's kind of a, a turning point in the whole race, that moment there. So here the question about the Giro d'Italia is coming. Brace yourself. Are you happy that Chris Froome won or you would have preferred Simon Yates? Oh, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? I think uh, it's just I'm not I don't want to talk about the D word and everything like this. I don't care about it. I'm just talking about which one were you supporting. 
Uh, well, I, I'll say Simon Yates uh, only because I always like the underdog. Uh, I always Obviously. Like, he's British as well, you know, another British rider. It would have been fantastic to see somebody else win, and I think he rode so well in the first couple of weeks. Um, it, w- it was a surprise, you know. I was kind of openly telling people that he was going to win. It was a done deal, um, and uh, but it just goes to show anything can happen. Um, so I guess pressure's on Chris Froome to go and do the double now and, and win the tour as well. Yeah, um, I can tell you that it was a really amazing for me, really emotional and really exciting Giro d'Italia this year. Even last year, really, I cannot remember a bad Giro d'Italia in my mind because in my mind there is Nibali attacking on the Stelvio some years ago. And then last year, no, it was not on the Stelvio, uh, by the way. Uh, there was last year Dumoulin having the problem, the stomach problem at the bottom <laughs> of the Stelvio. And this year, Chris Froome attacking on Colle delle Finestre in that amazing attack of, yeah, 80 kilometers by himself. Wow. But yeah, this year probably was the best one of everything. You know, you would never expect something like this. No, that's it. And, uh, you know, just the race changing hands. I think, you know, the the tour is is rightly so the biggest race in cycling. But um, I think the most exciting race is often the Giro. just because you, you never you never really know who's who's going to turn up, who's going to win, uh, and how it's going to pan out. But also the Vuelta as well is also uh, is always an exciting race. Yeah, yeah, it's true, it's true. It comes at the end of the stay of the season, so you have probably uh, yeah players, riders that are not in their best shape. They are not in the perfect situation. This means that is everything is really good and really passionate there and really exciting for this reason everything can happen and also the Vuelta has probably the steepest of any of the climbs in the Grand Tours as well so That's true. it's arguably the hardest one to win and also how how could we forget the great thing of last year of Contador you know well, his last race and doing this solo attack as well and that one wow exactly, exactly. Yeah. and uh, you know he's, he's definitely Definitely a miss, I think, in terms of his, his attacking style. Yeah, that's true. But this year, Froome took, let's say, some inspiration from him, probably. Oh, definitely. He had to, you know, and uh, and credit to him for the, for the uh, for the way he did it. Yeah, it's true. And uh, are you going to follow also the Tour de France? Um, unsure at the moment. We, we, we hope to. Uh, I don't know if we'll make it to the whole event, but we might well get over for some of it. Uh, we are planning a trip to the Alps um, after the Tour, but it just depends whether or not we can we can free ourselves up to do the tour as well. Okay, okay. No, well, no I was hoping to meet you for the etape du tour the 8th of July, but yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we're going to ride shoulder to shoulder over there. <laughs> if if, uh, if the organizers would like to give us uh, some passes, we're, uh, we are all ears. <laughs> amazing, amazing. If organizers of Etapa du Tour is here listening in my, in my audience, please contact Stuart for, uh, for, uh, from Band of Climbers to do Thank that. Let's do that. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um my question here would be just talking about last couple of things. Which one is the climb that you like the most? That you have done or that you just watched on TV or where you were just a spectator on the on the side of the street? Which one is the climb that hits you the most, let's say? Oh, it's it's really difficult. There are, there are so many. Um, I think most enjoyable, anyone that follows us on Instagram will know we're big fans of Mallorca. Uh, as, a, as a cycling trip destination, uh, big fans of Sacalabra. Uh, we, we tend to go on an, on a, on an annual trip uh, at least once a year to Mallorca and, and ride that. Um, big fans of the Tourmalet. We've, we've just 
yesterday released a new print um, specifically about the history of the, the Col de Tourmalet in the Pyrenees. Um, it's definitely one of our favourite climbs. It's an absolute monster of a climb. Highest, I think it's the highest paved road in the in the Pyrenees. Um, but then, you know, if you look at the the history of the sport and, and the climbs that are um, so famous, the Stelvio. You know, if you're only going to ever ride one climb in your life, make it the Stelvio. Okay. Um, but then, you know, shout out to climbs that people might not know about that 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 they should ride. Places like Col de Mollard in in the Alps, in the French Alps. Col de Pre, uh, equally phenomenal climbs. Um, but I think uh, the Col de Fenestra that we've spoken about has something special about it. Nine kilometers of gravel uh, to the top. It's just, it's out of this world. It really is. I th- I'm going to do it in probably the 6th of July. And I really can't wait to do it, really. Also, the Stelvio is going to be uh, in my plan for that week of July. We call it, my friend, so I'm going to do with another couple of friends, three probably. And we call the week between the 1st of July and the 8th of July, the Holy Week. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do that. And talking about... Uh, People and cyclists itself. Which one is your favorite green pair? Oh, the, again, so many. I think, you know, uh, putting any kind of questionable uh, drug uses to one side, I think. We don't care about it. Yeah. Just talk about personalities. <laughs> yeah. so, so big, big uh, fans of people like Alejandro Valverde, for example. Uh, yeah. he's, a, he's a rider that can win on quite a lot of different types of hills, you know, like the, the, the Belgian climbs, the, the Alpine climbs. Uh, always quite exciting to watch and you never really know when he's going to attack um, but also his descending ability as well is, is phenomenal and very yeah. exciting to watch uh, Alberto Contador again uh, so exciting to watch uh, He again he's, he's a big miss I think in the peloton right now um, but also we love kind of the Belgian racing as well and, and, and the classics and again the likes of now retired Tom Boonen and Fabian Cancellara Anyone that follows us will know we're big fans of those guys as well and the way they can attack on things like the Koppenberg and the Paterberg as well. Uh, and then again, big fans of, of the old-style racers, the Antikils and uh, Fausto Copies. Love reading stories about those guys as well. Are you going to go to Belgium next year to do something like to the Flanders or, I don't know, Liege-Bastogne-Liege? Absolutely. So uh, we rode the Tour of Flanders Sportive last, last year, well, this year. Okay. We were we were on the Quermont for the race. Uh, which was fantastic. Another good race this year. Uh, we may well do um, that e- event again this this coming year, so 2019. But we would love to. We'd love to do all five uh, races and sportives in the same year. I think that would be a nice thing to do. So uh, it's something we're working towards. Whether we'll do it next year, maybe not. But definitely by 2020, we'll do them all. Okay, cool. So keep in touch because I think that is my plan for 2019. There is the Liège-Bastogne-Liège. So. It's, uh, I think it's arguably the hardest one I've heard as well. So uh, it'll be a nice one to take off. Yeah, because uh, I've done two times in a row the Tour de Flanders. And uh, after it, I decided not to do ever, ever, ever the Paris-Roubaix. <laughs> so that's why you have to go to the other one. And the other one is the Liège. Yeah, so we, we did Flanders... Again, it was my my personal first time doing it, uh, and you just one one of the things that I never anticipated, quite naively, was descending on cobbles. Did not expect to do that at all, and it just it's absolutely bone jarring. So it makes you realise just how how tough these pros are that can 
race full gas over that sort of terrain it's phenomenal yeah going downhill on cobblestones for me was something like 50k per hour yeah it's brutal i I couldn't feel my fingers for about four days afterwards it was it was it was horrifying and double obviously double tape of the buyer nothing else (laughs) nothing less than that well see i'm 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 not a fan of gloves i don't like wearing gloves Uh, me neither and uh, so yeah, I did. I did the double bar tape, um, but you know, I, I genuinely don't think it made any difference. It was just so so painful, and uh, you, you, you could tell there was obviously a lot of Belgian guys riding alongside with us, and they were going so much faster than we were. But obviously, they've mastered the scale of, of the cobbles. Tell us a bit more if we can see you band of climbers around the world. I don't know for some. Uh... Uh, exhibition shows or maybe somewhere watching some rides where we can we find you so we are doing our first uh kind of exhibition uh next weekend at Aroika britannia in the uk yeah. peak district uh it's a, an event inspired by the likes of strada bianchi um all to do with kind of vintage cycling um and uh, we're really looking forward to that it's a three-day outdoor cycling festival Looking ahead to the end of this year, we are looking at all kinds of activities and events. One of the things that we really want to do this year and next is better connect with our customers and followers on Instagram. And we're looking at all different ways that we can put on group rides across Europe and across the world potentially as well, Uh, because we really want to spend more time engaging with fellow climbers. You know, we really want to spend more time with our customers as well and reward them and, and thank them for being part of our journey. Um, so we are looking at all, all ways to do that, uh, as well as looking at physical shop space as well. Um, so wouldn't rule out at least a pop-up shop, uh, probably in the UK before the end of the year as well. Cool, cool, cool. For everything else, we can find you on Instagram, Band of Climbers, Facebook as well, yeah. and everything else, all the social media. And bandaclimbers.com. For sure, bandofclimbers.com, where you can find all the amazing prints and items that are out there. I told you already which one is are my favorite ones, which one is my favorite pictures, uh, favorite photo, and uh, which one is my favorite print. So everybody knows everything over there. There's going to be everything there down in the description, though. Everything fine. Great. Cool. Thanks a lot, Dan Stewart. It was really, really, really a pleasure to have you here and to talk about everything concerning um, yeah, cycling and climbing and classic ride rides and classic races. It was really great. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, I will talk to you soon and good luck for the future. Okay, take care. Ciao. Bye-bye. And thanks a lot, Stuart. You can find... Guys, you can all find everything on bendoclivers.com and also check them on the social media. And while you are doing an amazing, epic, maybe super cold climb, Take a picture, mention them, and for sure you are going to be around their social media. The most important thing in these days is to be part of a community and to and to engage everybody around our passion. And you all know that our passion, my passion, is bicycle and going uphill on the bicycle. So please do all these things. I think it's time to shut down this episode saying thanks a lot for listening and continue talking with me via my contacts hello at calamaro.cc that's my email and instagram.com slash calamaro.cc my instagram account facebook.com slash calamaro.cc my facebook account my beloved twitter account twitter.com slash read calamaro share this episode with your friends and this episode will be found 
on Apple Podcasts, go and look for Broom Vagoon, and then push the share button. Or Spreaker.com slash Listen Calamaro. You know, you know, you know. Thank Wahoo. Uh, let's do it again. Thanks, Wahoo. Thanks, Isador. Probably after my injury in my hand this weekend, I'm going to ride again. And that's going to be amazing. And I'm going to use these um, items around, put on myself, put on the bicycle and start riding again. And thank you, as usual, for listening. Send me your picture of riding during this week. Please do it. Bye. <laughs>